Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank God for this wonderful morning and um, we bless the name of the Lord God. I want us to pray, brother, our hands in prayer wherever you are, honoring our Lord Jesus Christ for his death and resurrection and his spirit that he has given unto us. I want you to open your mouth and pray this prayer with me. Father Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you, Father Lord, for this morning. We honor you. We thank you, Father Lord, for your love and mercy, for your kindness, O oh God. May you remain you praise now and forevermore. O oh Lord, we bless your holy name. We exalt you. We adore you. Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah El Dunai. Elohim Elohim. Be praised now and forevermore. We bless you. The Bible says that if we say we have not sinned, then we have lied. And that in our going out and coming in, you may offend, you may sin. So wherever you are, I want you to open your mouth and ask forgiveness of sin. Oh Lord, may you cleanse me, may you wash me with your precious blood of every iniquities that I have committed. The word says that if I have any iniquities in my heart, my prayers will not be heard by you. Therefore, we have to ask for forgiveness of sin. So, Father Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Forgive us, cleanse us. Father Lord, cleanse me, wash me with your precious blood. Make me blameless before you. I pray, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, O God, may you wash me clean from every unrighteousness so that my prayers may be acceptable before you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, all lovely listeners. Um, it's, a, it's a privilege for me to be here again. Most people say my messages are similar. Yes, because I actually like the faith preaching. I am more of a faith minister than anything else. I take faith very, very, very serious because that is um, the actual understand it's a very ultimate thing in the body of christ i'm going to talk about a scripture that normally we don't pay attention to most pastors or preachers don't really go to that side they only pick a figure from there and they just go out but today i'm going to spend some time in teaching from the book of jude as we know jude is a, a brother of James, and both of them were half brothers to Jesus Christ. They lived on the same compound. Or they, let me say they grew together, so they knew more of Jesus Christ. And a matter of fact, before in the beginning, Jude was not believing, but the death of Jesus Christ made or brought him to believing. And um, not only that, his, the name Jude, if you are going into the Bible to, to go deeper, the Jude means Judas. It's Judas. But just for us not to get confused, it was being shortened Jude, so that we not confuse ourselves with Judas Iscariot. That is the main reason. So the name Jude is Judas. So I'm reading the whole chapter. And we will see what the verses of the Bible mean so that we can learn actually from um, that side of the Bible. When you read the book of um, Jude chapter 1, the Bible says that 
Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ, and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Dear friends, dear friends, although I was eager to write to you about salvation, okay, let me just touch on it and explain. It will be faster. James, the servant of Jesus Christ, and a brother of James, of James, sorry, you, the servant of Jesus Christ, and a brother of James, to those who have been called, listen carefully, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. So they are loved by the Father, but they are being kept by Jesus Christ. Don't overlook the scripture. Anyone who, before, he said that those who have been called, you understand, our existence or we becoming Christian is a call. You accepting the call. It's like you having a mobile phone ringing and you picking it. It's a call. So the call is we coming out and to share the word of God with you about Jesus and you receiving. That is what he's talking about. To those who have who has be, has been called. So called by those who God has called. And God has called all of us. There are many are called but few are chosen. God has called all of us. But it takes those who will be what selected those who will accept the call you understand those who accept the call of god so sometimes sometimes we only direct the call to the being called as a pastor or whatever but um the main thing is if you go to the book of first timothy last time i was saying i said i preach and teach he was not talking to pastors he was talking in general to everybody so we are all called into the, the things of god so that is what he's saying here to those who have been called to a call came to you and you received the call and as for those who those who have been called who are loved by god so you are called by god and you receive the call then you are loved by god the father and kept by jesus christ so you are you receive the call you are loved by god but who keeps you the one who keeps you you understand who keeps you um, or who, who who protects you, who puts you in the salvation, who keeps you in salvation, and um, who makes you grow in the likeness of God is Jesus Christ. Now let's continue. Mercy, peace, and love be beyond abundance. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about salvation we share, I left, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted in the saints. He said, I was coming to talk about salvation, but I had to change the topic and talk strictly that you should contend with your faith. Contend is hold on to the faith. Work hard for the faith. Hold strongly to your faith. That is what he's talking about. Verse 4. For certain men who condemnation was written long about long ago have secretly slipped in among you they are godless men who change the grace of our lord god into the lances of immorality and deny jesus christ our only sovereignty and lord listen this is where the problem is <coughs> this is what i've been talking about <coughs> sorry <coughs> 
this is what I've been talking about always, always. And um, I found a very lovely scripture in explaining what I always wanted to explain through the Spirit. He said, For certain men who, con- who condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. Long ago it was said, it was spoken about it. You understand? If you look at the Pharisees, those times there are people who were in the Pharisees, who were Pharisees, and they never agreed to the teachings of Jesus Christ. They were opposition to Jesus Christ. They called Jesus a blasphemer. When you speak anything about Jesus, it's a blasphemy. So the same thing applies in this generation. Anybody that will bring something which will overshadow the sovereignty of Jesus Christ. This message is for you. I'm not the one saying we are already loud and clear from here. It oversh- anything that overshadow what Jesus Christ wanted to demonstrate or wanted to show. Listen, well, well, I'm just, I'm, we are just starting, so we understand. About long ago, have secretly slept among you. Some people have slept among us. Long ago, it was these people are condemned long ago. This thing has been condemned long ago. For certain men who condemnation was written about long ago, long ago they were condemned. But now they some of us slept inside of us. Long ago have secretly slept among you. They are godless men. If I say godless men, people would think, oh, how can you say a man of God being godless? It's not only about somebody being a steve for fornication or something makes him godless. A godless person is somebody who does not believe in God and doesn't follow the teachings of God. Godless. If I say godless means I don't believe in God. But any person that will believe in something other than the promises that Jesus has given, you are godless. I'm not the one saying the Bible is saying. If you go deep into it. Why am I saying that? If God says that you are healed, but you say I have to do this before I get healed, you are godless. Why I'm saying that is we are bonded by what? Christ, as we read earlier, God loves us, but we are kept by what? By Jesus Christ. And how are we kept by Jesus Christ? Jesus is the word. So we listen to the word. The word is what works on us. So anytime you reject anything that says, the word says, there is a problem there. Now let me just continue first. The godly men who change the grace of our Lord God into a lances of immorality, they change the grace. We are under grace. Not by works. Under grace. Not by strength. Under grace. Grace to be blessed. Grace in all things. Now, let me continue. Change the grace of our Lord God into a lances of immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereignty and Lord. People say, I don't deny Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. I accepted Jesus Christ. I'm a pastor who preached about Jesus Christ. When you speak or you say anything that does not give glory to Jesus Christ, you are not but you are not preaching Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ said, Come to me, all who are heavily laden, and I'll give rest. Rest in what way? Did he say? 
oppressed in every way, every situation in life. He is the one who heals and he doesn't take money. He is the one who blesses and doesn't need you to give to him before he blesses you. So anybody that says that when you give to God, God will bless you, it's a very big error and there is nothing like that in the Bible. He said, blessed are those, you understand, blessed are those that give. Because it's, it's, sorry, it's more blessed to give than to receive. That one I explained in last time. If I say it's more blessed, it's like it's more good. It's a more good thing. It's a more honorable thing to do. You understand? It's a more honorable thing or more good and blessed thing to give to people than to receive it. So it was just a speech of that it's a good thing to be given. As a child of God, you should demonstrate love. So it is a good thing that every time you stretch up your hands to give, it's not that a blessing that means something will come out of it. Because a child of God, for you, you are already blessed. God has already blessed you. All the blessing that is in Jesus Christ, you are, as soon as you received him, you became entitled to a blessing. Carefully. You became entitled to a blessing. So it's not now that he wants to bless you. When the God himself is living inside of you, when the God himself is living inside of you, where are you going again to look for any blessings? The blessings is the blessing is living inside of you. The Bible says already that when we receive Christ, the, Jesus, the Holy Spirit was sealed with us. Sealed with us. So it's with you. So the blessing itself, and he's going to be your provider, your comforter, everything. So if he's going to be your provider and your comforter, everything, then why do you have to give something to pay some, some tent before he blesses you? These are past things. And last time I said, if you want to give, I have no problem with it. But the problem that is with it is when you are giving that your tent, don't see it in your mind that when I'm giving to God, he will give me back. Just you give it like you are just blessed the pastor. It is best because the mentality you have make you godless. The mentality you have in the giving of that money makes you godless because you are believing in the in the money you are giving, the tent you are giving, that that is what was going to generate a blessing for you, my dear brother and sister. What he did on the cross is what generates blessings for you, not what you do. It's not by works. It's not about what you are given. What you give can never do anything to you. What do you have that does not belong to God? That is why he said in the book of Hebrews already, letting us know that the laws were weak and useless. If there was perfection in it, there wouldn't have been a need for another. Zerah did not come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill it. Fulfillment is when he came, he did not um, stay away from the laws. He also took part in the laws. Jesus took part in everything that was going on. He took part in it. Why? Because that time he has not died. So when he came, he, had, he was still under the law. So he was operating by the law. But he, he do, because he has not died yet. So that time the, 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 the grace has not started. So he was operating by law based on what was there. But he was teaching, letting them know what is to come. You understand? A better and a new covenant is coming. That is how his teachings came, came from. But when he died, that is why he said it is finished. He finished what he came to accomplish. I did not come to abolish, but I came to fulfill it. Fulfilling means complete, finished, to do. So that is why he said on the cross, it is finished. It was in line with what this scripture says. Not coming to abolish, but I came to fulfill. So I came to finish it. When I work has been given to you to do, and somebody does it for you, 
do you have a need to come and do it again no the work is finished so everything was finished through the death of jesus christ that is why it talks about the sovereignty if you read very carefully so there are people who have slipped into the ministry who who some of them are ignorant or some of them are following blindly what some people started by saying and most people even don't know how those things came into existence and which people it came from people just follow because some great man of god who god is using is doing so he came to follow and most of them i know most great men of god who have changed from accepting titans and so many things they just came out of it because they caught the truth and i have names of so many big men of god who have came out of it and some also know know they have seen the revelation and they know but they still refuse to come out of it because everybody is doing in their face they don't want to be criticized by people that we are all moving because anytime you you come out like this people attack you that you are rather preaching wrongly you are rather preaching blasphemy or you are rather preaching uh, a bad thing understand because maybe you don't want to pay <clears throat> i have paid and i've been in a, in, in a titan church for a very long time i grew actually from from there and even when i grew and i was starting ministry and everything i was still giving till i caught the revelation of god and i realized that no this even point in the mindset i was giving was uh, was was making it was like i am stealing something from god i am i am taking a credit from him a credit from him a credit something that he has already paid but i'm taking credit for it by the 10th small money that i am giving i am thinking that that money is the one that is actually channeling the blessings and things in my businesses whereby it is so absolutely wrong nothing you can give can command any blessing to you stick by your scriptures if you use that scripture by saying that there's more blessing to give than to receive my dear but i already told you it's a saying it is a more good thing to give than to receive that is what he meant so don't confuse yourself with that scripture but rather let's stick to the truth he said that it's, it's when, when you are giving give out of generosity out of a clean heart generous heart never give out of a force so the thing in the old time they were why in the new testament he's saying this is in the old testament things were done out of force laws the laws where anything that was a law is that out of force whether you like or not you have to do it it was a force but now he wants people to to move in the way of love clean heart and freely that's why he said that my 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 my, my yokes are light understand my my yokes are my burdens are light my yokes are easy he, he just let you understand that it's, it's, it's a calm thing so i'm continuing he said that they are godly men who change the grace of our god into lances of immorality so it's a grace the grace they now use as a license for immorality immorality means that things which are not good you understand okay now there is freedom there is grace so they abuse that grace bring this amount of money and this will be done for you pay this and that will be done for you they do unnecessary things pay this one million and god is going to open a door for you this is the 
Then what about the death of Jesus Christ? What do you see that death of Jesus Christ for? Was for nothing? It's only for, for salvation that you die and go to heaven. That was the only reason the death was for. That is the only reason he died. But if you want to be rich, you have to sow some big money to some man of God before you become rich. If you don't do that, you remain the same. My dear brother, the one who took that money to that pastor without, the, without working, give him that money and don't work. Sit at home and let's see if anything will happen to you. God has blessed you and if you work hard, anything, I will bless the work of your hands. So as soon as you put your hands into something and you are faithful with God and you are working with God, God will bless you. Before that man of God got where he is, who did he give to? Let me say this. The first, first, first man of God, maybe who came, who was now blessed and got so many sons under them. Who did he bless? Who did he give a car to? I'm not saying giving a car to a man of God or spiritual father is not a good thing. You should give, you should bless him, but do it out of love for him. Not that I'm giving to my spiritual father so that I can attract his blessing upon my head. I'm giving to this power, I can attract his The blessings and the things is not even for him, it's for God. Is the is God who blessed you? It's God we are looking at. He is sovereign, not any man. We honor men because we honor men of God because God speaks through men of God. But we should always give the credit. The credit goes to God. God doesn't share his glory with anybody. So God who changed the grace of our Lord God into a lances of immorality and denied Jesus Christ our only sovereignty and lord so they deny jesus christ who is our only see what he said our only sovereignty our only authority our only power our only he is the only sovereignty our only sovereignty lord because all power was transferred to him because he's the one who came to die for you and the mention of that name every knee shall bow the mention of that name Every time shall confess at the mention of that name, demons will be cast out. At the mention of that name, people will be healed. So it is about him. He is the only sovereignty. So as soon as you try to take any sovereign action out of him by saying, give this thing, then you'll be blessed. What you are trying to say is you are shifting the sovereignty from him to your actions. That when I did this, people give testimony. I came to give my tent, and when I paid, and God opened way for me, God, God blessed you because He blessed you. He has blessed you. So that is why that miracle happened for you because you were praying. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not about the money; it's about the prayer you were praying that actually proved that thing for you. He said that if anything that you ask in my name shall be given unto you, if anything that you ask in my name, anything that you ask in my name shall be asked and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. and it shall be given. Is there anything that you, you need with thanksgiving, with prayer and supplication, it will be given unto you. So it's about prayer. It's about you asking for it. Listen, it's your inheritance. If you become a child of God, accept Jesus Christ, you are heir. You become a heir, heir in Christ. Heir. Union. You are union with Christ. 
you become like a partner in Christ. And why do you have to give something to your your to to to, to being adopted? An adopted son, you have to do hard work for you have to do something for uh, you have to give something to your father before your father will perform his responsibilities and his role for you. It's an error. It's a great error that we need to change. A great error. And when we do that, it shows how wicked our father is. It brings up to us that our father is wicked. He's a wicked man. That is why he has to do this before he does this. Listen, the, the, the main reason why people get frustrated in this life is <clears throat> when you are a young man, man of God coming up and you are speaking, speaking the truth, understand? Many people look at the people who was ahead of you. I'm not discrediting anybody. Some of them also don't know. They are human beings like you. I know children who are very young, who are endowed with wisdom. And I know adults who are, not, who are very old, but they have not been endowed with wisdom. I know very old people who are also very wise, but they lack maybe one understanding about certain things. And that doesn't mean that they are bad adults or they are not experienced adults. But a little of giving ears to the little child, they may get the understanding and they may change their ways and move on. There are a lot of men of God, great men of God, who came to tell us publicly in front of us on national TV that they, what they were doing already in their, in their old life was errors. We were all here when ben, um, Pastor Benning came out to say that he was receiving money from people and it was an error. So now he has changed for me to not do do not do that again. Now ask yourself, was he not the great man of God? Is he not the great man of God? Who now came to confess that he did a mistake? Then why did he do the mistake? And where was God at the time he was making that mistake? So let us not see great man of God as a, as a God. They make mistakes also. They are human beings. We all make mistakes. That is why we need to study. Understand? Don't let any time, oh, somebody is a great man of God, so whatever he says is in account, you just take it into account. <laughs> Look at what the people in the Bible were doing, the Pharisees in the Bible. When anybody preaches, they quickly go back into the content and read and check whatever they read, was it true or bad? Most of us Christians don't go back to our Bibles. What the pastor rub on your head, you just take it to him and sleep with it. You don't go back into the Bible and study for yourself and find out what he was saying was true or not true. I know lots of great men of God who came out to correct themselves. They say something, they come out to correct, them, to correct themselves. Yeah, human beings like you. A great man of God who did errors. Understand? There's so many errors. They married wrong people. Where was God when they were marrying the wrong people? There were great men of God who married wrong people and divorced them. Where was God when they were divorcing them? Where the Bible said that the only thing that they can separate is fornication. If the lady are not fornicated, then why do you have to divorce? Or why should there even be a divorce? I'm not criticizing anybody, but I'm just trying to let you have an understanding that we are human beings. Understand? I myself sitting here can rub an arrow on your head. That is why I encourage you, whatever I teach, is always step by step biblically. And after that, I'll tell you, go and sit down. Instead, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, I'll open your mind to understand scripture. The Holy Spirit will open. He's your teacher. Go and sit down and seek the truth. Not only depend on me. You are a preacher on your own. Because 1 Timothy says so. Chapter 4 says so. Going to the verse 13, 14. Till I come, attend to public reading of scripture, to preach it and to teach it. It was for everybody, every Christian, every child of God. 
truth. Why are we being lazy? You know, you speak the truth directed by the Holy Spirit, then you'll be, you'll be attacked. And that is what I want because the Bible says so. And anyone that will rise for me, for my sake, will be attacked. The same way they, they, they spoke against me, they will speak against you. They rise against you. But people now in, the, in Christ take it in a wrong, in a different way. When people are blasting passes for money taking and all this thing, then they are saying that that is the persecution we're talking about. Jesus was not being blasted about money. And that is not what you'll be, you be blasted about. That you are taking money, you are still taking people's money. That is, not, that is not what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about you preaching the truth. And then because of the truth, people will rise against you. This is what he was talking about. Not about people tagging you with money. That is not anything. Let people speak concerning tagging you with money that you are taking believers' money. That is nothing to do with what God, Jesus, was talking about. He's talking about those people who are going to speak about him. And for his sake, people are going to attack him, attack them. For his sake, speaking the truth about Christ. And for his sake, the people that will attack him are not even outside people, but people from the inside, the body of Christ. Same people who attack because they are following a pattern. A doctrine, but they are not following the they are not following the, the direction of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that true Christians, true children of God, will see God in spirit and in truth. So the spirit is what leads you, not a doctrine which has been set there thousand years ago and you are following. Is the is the secret that is being decoded through the word of God. Not the doctrine somebody have created and forged it on the scripture. Let us not confuse ourselves. The spirit Bible says that the spirit will lead you through all truths. To guide you through all truth, the spirit of truth will guide you through all truths and understandings. So your understandings and the truths comes by what the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which has been sealed with you. When you are reading the Word of God, it teaches you what you should understand and where you should ought to go and where you should move, my dear brother and sister. I wish you get this revelation. I wish your eyes be open now as I'm preaching. I'm praying that God just open their eyes and their broaden their understanding to understand what is being spoken to them. Think about it. I'm not using logic. What I'm saying, if you humble yourself to hear, your spirit inside of you will bear witness to what I am saying. I'm not here for fame. And I'm not here for name. That is why I don't even do videos. I don't do videos. I could have gone on Facebook Live and do a video and preach on live and everything. I don't need popularity. I don't even know, want anybody to see my face. The only people that will see my face is, uh, should be people that are in my church. Or uh, I just don't don't check about me. I don't want popularity. Then that is what most true people who want to serve God are doing. You don't need popularity. I don't need you to know me. And I I never want to be popular. I never want to be. I want Christ to be seen in my messages. Somebody listen to your podcast. I'm like, wow. I like this man of God's messages. I just want to go and listen to his podcast. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the word of God. Not me. It's the word of God. Listen to it. And start studying on your own. And start getting the knowledge. And you also do a podcast and let people listen to it. That is what is important. That is what we need. Not money. Those who are with me would bear witness to what I'm saying. I'm not boasting or anything. I'm just letting you know the truth. That what I am saying is what I do. I don't, I don't say and do otherwise. I don't take tithing from anybody. I don't take offering from anybody. The offering, every offering that being received go back to the society. Not even 10 pesos comes out of it to me. Rather, I look at it to work, to do my own job, to earn money. The money I receive from the people, and when somebody comes to me, Pastor, I felt to bless you with this, out of love. 
the person give no percentage wise nothing choose to give offerings are not being specifically taken in the church after church is over there will be a container at the side of the corner of the room when you have anything to bless the lord with you just go and drop it it's not we don't have a session for offering it's a closing time you are going home the offering bowl is just at the at the corner of one room or of the room you just go open the door go there drop your offering inside and go away there will be someone inside the room standing there checking that nobody takes anything from it or sometimes people come to church and they steal and our church will let you know that if you need any help from the church let us know don't steal anybody's thing if you are broke you need a job you need anything, just speak to let speak to the authorities speak to the people and somebody will attend to you in helping or anything don't steal you don't want cheese in the church you understand what you need you just speak it nobody will deny you from it because the offerings that we receive also by, at the end of the day goes back to the people if we want to build a church or anything we come together and build it you don't save money to build it you come together hey we need to build a church from god and we are raising funds to do that you have some money you have some money like brothers and sisters you have some money okay have this i have this pastor also bring his own i also have this okay let's put together and build something for god that's how we do it like a family with love we don't do anything by struggling people and the people understand this principle and that is why they give they give with understanding don't post things on people's head and get them confused when they are giving they don't want to give but let them understand sincerity is the key let them be sincere with them let them know what is up front what they are actually engaging themselves into and let them know there's nothing attached to it we are just doing for the lord and our, our reward is in heaven you understand because bible says it jesus said it the, the ultimate thing in the whole law is for us to love and if we love god we will give to god and it's not a command it's a love love is sacrifice so if god loved and he sacrificed for us we also love him then we will sacrifice for him by building his church by giving to the his, the poor because he said that if we don't give to the poor then we have not given to him so we just do for the lord out of love not out of any commands and entanglements we don't do that and that is what we all should notice or know about and change from as children of god let's continue the rest five said that though you already know all this i want to remind you that the lord delivered his people out of egypt but later destroyed those who did not believe see so the key word here is those who did not what believe he delivered the people but later on destroyed the people who did not believe this is what i want to talk about <laughs> that is faith those who did not believe in him he delivered them but they were still murmuring and they were not believing in him because of that they had to make other gods understand and worship those gods in the, in the name of that is the god they are worshiping which was an error and which was a wrong thing so he said though understand that the people of god led the people from the land of egypt but later destroyed those who did not believe in 
carefully. So God is leading all of us. God is leading the church. Oh, you see a lot of people in ministry. God led them. God saved them. They became pastors and everything. That's not over. If along the way, they don't believe. And unbelief is when you don't believe the promise of God. Say that I have blessed you. You understand? He says that we are blessed beyond measure. He let us understand that He lives inside of us. He let us understand that He will provide for us. He let us understand that He will give our needs. Look at even the Lord's Prayer. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. It's only about asking. Give us, give us. Asking shall be given. So when you are not operating by believing or by having faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen so you are believing you have faith in god as to the extent that when you don't have something you don't run to anybody your absolute faith is in god that i know god will do it and i leave it to him understand that is faith that is you respecting you believing understand because belief is following if i believe you I follow your instructions. And this is his instructions. Instructions is any letters of faith, the substance. And if a little faith, you can move a mountain. A little faith you have. Just faith without works is what? Bogus. If you have truly have faith in God and you have no works, without faith you can't please God. So God is not pleased by the 10% you pay. Thinking that that is what will bring the blessing to you. God is actually interested in your faith in Him. That I trust in God. That He is able. His grace is sufficient. I trust in Him that He is going to give me that job. I trust in Him that He is going to bless my business. I trust in Him that He is going to protect my finances. I trust in Him that He is going to pay way for me. Grace is unmerited favor. We don't work for grace. Grace is released automatically because of love of God. My dear brother. So it's not about you. You don't need to give anything for grace. You cannot buy grace. So he is protecting your, your work. He's protecting your finances. He's protecting your life. He's protecting everything around you. He said, only ask and I will protect. Ask, speak. Only ask, 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 ask. So if you're asking, then what is the need of you giving the 10% and thinking that that is what will bring? protection over your business that is what is going to bring protection over your 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 everything you do think about this carefully stick it with scriptures in the new from jesus himself and his apostles stick to it get wisdom and get knowledge as you are getting wisdom you are getting knowledge and understanding understand this i'll protect you i will do this for you and the lost prayer Think about give us our daily bread for non leaders to trespasses and everything. This is all talking about protection. Protect us, feed us, help us, prosper us. And grace is unmerited favor. Favor and grace does not work hand in hand with work. Grace is, we have people who work hard and we have people who work, who do no work. You understand? We have hard work and we have favor. We have hard work and we have grace. Hard work is you working with your strength and grace is when you 
God is working for you. Hard work is you working for yourself, but grace is God working for you. So God works for you without any percentage, just by only believing and obeying Him and loving Him. That is all, just about love, loving Him. Jesus said, anyone who loves me is the one who obeys my teachings. And we know Jesus' teachings. He never made mention of, give to me and I'll do it like this for you. People gave to God. People gave to Jesus when he was on earth. That is why Judas was a treasurer. I know about that. But did you hear by any chance Jesus praying for somebody and asking him for anything? Then people go and put the topic of the lady who gave the, her, her last coin. There were a lot of people who were giving big, big, big notes. But Jesus said, anybody, all the people here, nobody gave as much as this lady has given. God, Jesus was not looking at the money. He was just looking about the heart in which she gave. That was her last. And she had nothing. But she gave it because she loved the Lord. The other people gave it because they have abundance. It was not out of love. If they wanted to give out of love, that is when they were supposed to give all their money. In that, hand. that is the time God will be able to test their love. Give me all that you have and let me see if you'll be able to do it. Aha, uh-huh. that is the time your love is being tested. If you can do it. But that lady had a letter. And the letter she has, she has nothing to eat. She could have said, no, I will not give. I'm going to use it to buy food and eat. I mean, my stomach is paining me. And she gave that money not in respect and looking for any return from God. But she gave out that money out of love from a genuine heart. She gave it all. And Jesus said that all the people who had given, this lady has given much. People were surprised. Why? Because they were thinking that we gave much and she just gave a coin. She gave her last. <laughs> so giving is what we talk about. Giving gifts to somebody, give out of love. Even shouldn't be a force. Nobody forced that lady. She chose, she purposed in her heart to give. In the book of Hebrews, Abraham purposed in his heart to give a tent to Melchizedek. He chose, it wasn't a law, it wasn't an instruction. He chose, he purposed in his own heart to give a tent of what he has acquired from the victory of the war to Melchizedek. It wasn't even based on what he was having. It's not about his farming. It was about his cattle. Those why he did not give anything. He only gave a tenth from what he newly received as a property which is not his. He defeated somebody, he defeated people, he got the properties. Then he chose and he purpose to give tenth. He said the word purpose is he planned or he chose Purpose, a purpose in his heart to give tent to Melchizedek or for the Lord. So he gave it to Melchizedek. So he chose to give a tent of it. It wasn't an instruction from God that Abraham pay your 10% to Melchizedek, but he purposed. It's a personal decision. I have $200 and I said I have purpose in my heart, my own personal decision. I want to give a tent of that money to my pastor. I want to give a 20% of that money to my pastor. I want to give 50% to my pastor. It is a choice. Your personal choice. It has nothing to do with a blessing or anything. And I will speak it boldly and boldly and boldly each and every time because I have scriptures to back and to explain. Which was the Holy Spirit instructed me. I've written a book the book has been in the house for a very long time. 
but I'm always preaching from it to people. Why? There are a lot of people who say that I'll help you, let's just do it, and um, this will be the price tag. I said, I wish not to sell. You know why? Because I had a dream when I was writing that book. And the dream was, I saw myself teaching from a book that I've written in a big class. And I made so much copies and I was giving it free, free, free to the people without selling. And God told me, the Holy Spirit told me in my dream that the book you are writing, be fast to complete it and give it out because my children are deviating. And that book has been with me. I preach from it, I make small, small photocopies and I hand it over to people like pamphlets. Because I don't have the capacity to print the whole book. Because I don't take anything from anybody. I'm just depending on the grace of God. What comes, I take. What doesn't come, I move on. It doesn't mean I'm poor. I'm not poor. I have responsibilities as well. So I just make it in my own convenience, how I do it, and how I share it. And I'm fine. I'm being <laughs> providing my needs. Understand? So what I'm just trying to say is, the Bible says that the same people he delivered, the same people he destroyed. Some of them he destroyed. Why? Because of unbelief. This is what unbelief does to you. When you want to mix the sovereignty of Jesus Christ's teachings with something which has already been accomplished. It's a sign that you are telling God, I don't believe you, you have blessed me. I don't believe there is a blessing in Jesus Christ. I don't believe Jesus Christ died on a cross so that I may be blessed. I don't believe that I am blessed. I will be rich by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I believe that when I pay my tent, then I'm blessed and my business will be protected. When you are paying the tithe, this is what you are telling God. Simply. No, this is what you are telling God. So people will say that there's nothing wrong with it. There is really something wrong with it because this, this is the signal you are sending. That is not about your death. It's about when I give, then I am protected. My business is protected. And I will be blessed because I gave my tent. If I don't pay my tent, then I am under curse. And the locusts and the cankam worms will eat all my harvest. And blah, 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 blah. And so because of that, I will remain poor. Why um, non-titans become poor? And why? Go to China. Most of the people over there are not Christians. They are rich like something. A lot of people are making it rich. Even some of the Christians who I know who don't pay. Most of them are having big, big businesses, rich and peaceful, lovely family. Just by obeying the laws of God, like loving one another and everything. And they give to the poor society. They are making money like something. They don't pay their 10% to anybody. And nothing is happening to them. My dear brother and sister, think about it. <laughs> they are believing in Jesus. They don't believe in themselves and what they do. People say that eh, it's about obedience to God. Do you know the obedience to God? Do you know what pleases God? Do you know the true obedience to God? You think you go and pay a 10% to a pastor and you're living a, a, a very notorious lifestyle. You're living in a church. 
you are you are fornicating all around you are doing this and that so many unlawful things things which are not good you are living there you pay your tenders and you are thinking that that is pleasing god your tent is pleasing god god grieves in his heart when he hears this feel the spirit of god grieving when he hears this you think it's about the money what is he using that money for what does the money even go to you think he's pleased with this that this is my pleasing if this was pleasing him he wouldn't have sent his son to come and die again he would have stick to the old laws the old laws he gave he was even still talking love me love your lord your god with all your heart love me my children love me my children nobody was listening to him nobody was listening to him and you think this is what pleases him in the book of 1st king chapter 2 verse 4 the lord that the lord may continue his word which he has spoken concerning me saying if the children take heed to their ways to walk before me in truth with all their hearts and with all their souls they shall not they shall not fail thee said he a man not on the throne of israel but what is actually talking is he said he was concerned if you look at what jesus Christ and what the bible was always saying god was always concerned about loving him with all your hearts this is obedience the obedience he's looking for is your love not your tent he said the tent because when you go to you study the bible so well he said the tent the tent command and then when they were my saying the tent came because of the of the lands of israel where the tribes were divided and then the, the, the levites were just calling to priesthood they were not having land to do any harvest and eat and everything so they were it was just instituted for them to feed the, the levites and also the poor people people who don't have the lands and people who are poor in the church and everything the society that was why god instructed that and that was then and now are you are you are you not having a land is any land as a sign for only one person or somebody if you have money you buy it you move on and god is the one feeding you and he will feed you he cause people to feed you i'm not taking tent am i not being fed am i not living my life if you put as the believers not blessing me God bless you with love they'll come and give to you but don't let people don't put people we are rather spoiling the 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 the, the, the faith in people instead of we pushing people to have faith in Jesus absolutely faith in Christ we are letting their mind come on something else and they are thinking that oh then if i do this then that is when i will be able to get this forgetting about grace we should we should stick to the messages please verse 6 and the angel who did not keep their position of authority but abandoned their own home those he had kept in darkness born with everlasting chains for judgment talking about the angels who yeah, in the old testament came down they saw the beautiful girls and whatever had slept with them gave birth to the giants and everything because of that they god actually changed them <laughs> yes it gets on and gets on you go to Sodom and Gomorrah to was there surrounding giving themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion they serve as an example of those who suffer in punishment we're talking about people who disobey god and as examples of people who disobey god and as who works with their own understanding working their own doings Sodom and Gomorrah they never paid attention to the, 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 the to god they were just living any life because of that 
God talked about this. In the very same way, these are dreamers pollute 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 their own bodies, reject. In the verse 8, he said, in the very same way, these dreamers, you understand, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority and slander celestial beings. You understand? Talking about these dreamers. Dreamers are people who have slipped in. They are dreamers, they dream of bigger things. The pastor is dreaming bigger things. He's not actually thinking about the souls of the people. He's thinking about bigger things. He's a dreamer. He dreams big. He wants big life. They pollute their own bodies. Their own bodies. Reject authorities. Don't follow the things. And slender celestial beings. Nine. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil. So he's talking about those in the very same way the dreamers. They just dream about big rejecting authorities from other people you understand rejecting authorities they talk they 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 they, they, they speak anyhow understand they, they criticize um, the truth and they think that what they are saying is right nobody is right and at the end of the day they put everybody beneath them that is what he's talking about so in the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, rejecting authorities and slander celestial beings. They slander, they speak slander against, you understand, people in authority. In the verse 9 said, But even the archangel Michael, when he was putting with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So he's just saying that. There are people, and it's going on nowadays, there are people or there are pastors who rise up and um, condemn people. They speak very bad about people. And um, like like talking about, as I'm out here talking about this titan issue and everything, I am actually going biblical. I'm using the words of God. I'm not going directly on somebody, hey, this pastor is like that, this pastor is like this. It's talking about people who attack like that. They just attack people. A man of God preached about something, then they rise up, they think that they know everything, and they rise up and attack the person directly. Uh, you you are you say like this with abusive words and everything, speak with accusations and so many things. So people say that they rather end up polluting their own self by rejecting authorities. Rejecting authorities is rejecting who has sent them, rejecting the words of who have sent them, but rather they are saying what they are saying. So a pastor, you have rejected what God is saying, what the authorities is saying, and you are going to the world and speaking your mind. Eh? Writing is the only option. Without any word of God, of Jesus Christ, actually that's what I'm saying, because when we started reading, talking about the sovereignty of Jesus Christ, without any word of Jesus Christ speaking anything, because all power has been given to him, God stepped back and said that, my son, take the power, rule. I am just sitting at the back watching you rule. Now, anything you say is what I follow with you. I agree with you because you died for them, so you rule. So we go hand in hand with the words of Jesus Christ. So that's why he said that in Jemichael, in verse 9, in Jemichael, when he was wrestling with the devil against the bodies of Moses, what did he do? He did not, he said that he did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him. He did not 
use any words against him. He don't speak, you devil, you are like this, and accusing him for this. He did not say anything. He just simply said, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebukes you. He uses the word of God to rebuke the devil. He don't use his own words. He doesn't have time. He said that the Lord rebuke you. The word of God rebuke you. You rise up, you teach on wrong things and everything you speak in the word of God rebukes you. Sit down and listen to the word of God. Let it rebuke you from the ways you are you are trending, the ways you are moving. Let the word of God rebuke you. To the extent that you hear that, oh, if you don't pay your tithe, you will not go to heaven. The word of God rebuke you from saying that, from moving that direction. May the word of God rebuke you. I don't rebuke you. I don't raise accusation against you. I'm not going to fight you. But I'm just telling the word the word of God says. And the word of God rebuke that action. So you should stop it. Verse 10. Yet these men speak abusively against whatever they do not understand. So that's an abusive word. A lot of people just rise up in abusive words because you are teaching something and they don't understand it. Instead of them going to sit down and read their Bible, they would just start rising abusing words on you. What do you know? When did you come? Police boy, notorious boy, disobedience of fathers. That is what he's saying. Michael did not, until Michael, the archangel, did not raise any accusations and anything against, any abusive words against the devil. He said, May the Lord rebuke you. He rebuked him with the word of God. And that is what we do. When we are saying something or saying we don't go, we are not accusing anybody. We just correcting things with the word of God. We rebuke with the word of God. We don't go by our own self and say, Oh, you did that, you did that. I don't have time for that. Yet those men speak abusively against whatever they do not understand and what and what things they do not understand by instinct. Like unreasonable animals, they are the very thing that destroys them. So they attack anything without even their thinking. You understand? You understand? They just do things unreasonably. They, that's why some the pastor will come on TV against another pastor. You realize that not what they are saying is not biblical. They are abusing each other. Uh, you you spoke about me, eh? Instead of he coming out and saying that the word of God says we should not say this, we should not call our brother a fool or this is it. And brother, I forgive you, but please may the word of God rebuke you from the actions you are taking. Sit down and learn your Bible very well. The Bible says we should not say fool to one another. You are calling me a fool. I will not respond respond to you, but what I'll tell you is the Bible says this. But rather they will come and sit down on the TV and abuse somebody who is raising an accusation against them or something. They will just speak. And this is when you will notice where they are from. That's what the Bible says. They will speak abusively against whatever they do not understand. Somebody says something. Okay, fine. He said something bad against you. He said you did this. You, you understand or you don't understand what he means or what he's trying to say. What do you have to do? Answer like what in Jamaica says. He did what? Answered the devil with what? The word of God. The word of God says, the Lord rebukes you and the Lord rebukes you. Listen, I came to perform my action. And I'm done performing my action. I don't have time to argue with you. I don't have time to erase abusive words on you. Because if I do that, I step too low to be like you. 
So that is when you are seeing the children of God. So when anybody writes abusive words and everything and fighting against what they understand, the Bible said that that person is unreasonable. He's like unreasonable animal, which will end up destroying himself. 11. Woe to them. They have taken the way of chains. Any pastor that moves in that direction, any Christian that moves in that direction, you have taken the ways of chains. They have rushed of profit. They have rushed for profit into Baliam's error. So they are looking for profit. Only they have been destroyed in Korah rebellion. 12. These men are blemished at your love feast. Eat with you with the slighted gum. Shepherd who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain. Um, blown along by the wind. Atoms trees without fruit and uprooted twice dead. So this is what he's saying. Shepherds who feed themselves. They think of themselves but not their sheep. They are clouds without rain. They, their words does not carry power. What they say does not have, does not go in line with anything. They bear no fruit. They bear no fruit. They are just there as a pastor. They are just there like clouds. Oh, there is a cloud. There is a dark cloud. It will rain. But they will not come out of any rain. No rain will come. They will just be there with the name. It's a big pastor. It's a big cloud. Very big cloud. And always we are waiting for the big cloud to rain. But there's no rain. There is no rain. There is no benefit from the big cloud which has been existing. My dear brothers and sisters, may we learn. 13. They are wild waves of the sea, forming up their shame. Wandering stars for, who, for whom blackest darkness has been reversed forever. Enoch the servant, the servant from Adam, prophesied about these men. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they have done in the ungodly way, and of all the rash words, rushed words, ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Those men are gamblers, 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 and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantages. See, let's, let me just explain that very carefully. So that these men are gamblers. Gamblers. And fault finders. They are mama around. And rather they will find faults. They find faults. They are fault finders. They don't find it or they don't follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. They don't follow anything about God. They just find faults. They follow their own evil desires. You are speaking the truth by telling about what the Bible says. He would rather find fault in what you are saying. No, 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 no. I don't agree with you. 
no 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 they will gamble no 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 how dare you how dare you come and say like this to about my preaching how dare you come and say this and they will rather try to find fault in what you are saying which is the truth they follow their own evil desire they want the money they want many money they want plenty money so because of that they are telling you to do this and so they will find fault in the truth which is coming so that they will be able to continue to fulfill their desire of getting their money they boast about themselves because oh he's the papa he's the big this he's the they boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage you understand flatter makes like oh <laughs> flatter is you playing with somebody like um, you saying sweet sweet words to somebody for your own advantages i want something from you and i'll flatter you to get that thing from you with nice words sweet words what is going to bless you See, I'm doing some show two thousand dollars now, 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 and I see God open a way for you. So in the way He has flattered you, and you think that is true, you take that two hundred dollars or whatever, give to Him, expecting to be to be blessed. Rather, He has taken advantage of you. He is rather being blessed, and you remain the same advantage. This is what Jude is speaking here, not my words. Seventeen. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of your law of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who follow their own ungodly desires. Those are ungodly desires. God is not in agreement with anything that pay two thousand dollars and I will bless you. God does not agree with that. God never did anything like this. God don't want to take your money. God don't need your money. God wants you to give your money to somebody out of love. If you want to give, give out of love. But God will not tell you that give two thousand dollars and an open way for you. It is not true. We have all followed this once, and the Spirit of God has rebuked us and sent us back to the right direction. Grace is a meritable favor. Whoever the Son of God set free is free indeed. He does not set free by giving something. There are times God will test you. Understand? There are times God will test you, but even after testing, He will not take anything from you. He will just test you, like as He tested Abraham, go and kill your son. He was going to kill. He said, "Stop. There's a lamb there. I've already provided my own sacrifice." So when somebody is telling you to sow two thousand dollars, and you don't have two thousand dollars with you, you don't have the two thousand dollars, but He's saying that sow two thousand dollars. Wait. If you get two thousand dollars within that period, sow it. But God will not ask you for something you don't have. When God asked Abraham for his son, he was having a son. God never asked Abraham for Isaac or a son when Abraham was not having a son. But He asked him when, as soon as Abraham got the son, He said, "Sacrifice that son to me." But nowadays, people will tell people, "God see." Sacrifice your mobile phone. God says, "Sacrifice two thousand dollars for me." How you get it, I don't know. But sacrifice two thousand dollars for me, and God is going to open a way for you. God will not ask you of what you don't have. You know, I don't have. You tell me, go and buy speakers and this this thing for me. That is the direction of God to you. Buy speakers for the church and everything. Even if you have to borrow, borrow and do that. I don't have it. God knows I don't have it. And he does not provide a sacrifice for me to give to you, so I borrow and give to you. At the end of the day, I'm suffering to pay. Then what? Who, which God spoke to you? 
God only asks things when you have it. It's in your hands. He, he himself provided or gave to you. And after he has given to you, you know that this is this what well, he came freely. You do not suffer for it. He came and he said, I give it back to me. That is where he just tests you. And when you are trying to give it back to him, he said, No, you have passed. Keep it. He does not even take it from you. He said, Keep it. Don't touch what I gave to you. Don't sacrifice that to, to a pastor. I gave to you. I was checking if you will give it back to me as I've given it to you. No, keep it. Rather, another person, one man is bringing you 200 CDs. One man is bringing you 300 CDs. That money, give it to the pastor. But this one, I give purposely for you. God is not a wicked God. Let me continue, please. Verse 19. These are the men who divide you. These are the men who divide you. They are bringing a division in the things of God. Causing confusion in the things of God. Who follow men's natural instincts. They follow men's natural instincts. And do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love. You wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Just be merciful to them. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear. Hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great with great joy to the only god our savior be glory majesty power and authority through jesus christ our lord before all ages now and forevermore amen so this is all that jude wanted us to know he has said so much we should not doubt we should be merciful to those who doubt those who doubt what we are talking just let's be merciful to them and speak with them with kind so they know and you should snatch them from the fire and save them understand to others to show mercy to mix with fear the fear of the lord hating even the clothing stained by corrupt flesh understand hating clothes which is saying hating the things you understand hating even the clothing the clothing stained by corrupt flesh like our body, we should, we should, we should, we should hate it when it's being stained by corrupt flesh. As soon as we rather we find some corrupted fleshly things among us, we should just hate it and be, we should just let it go out of us because it can destroy us. To him who is able to keep you from falling, you understand? When we present ourselves to Christ and we stay focused with Christ, God will prevent us from falling. And um, he will lead us through his spirit to be able to live upright and to be and live a pleasant life for God. I thank you, Father Lord. I thank you, Father Lord, for this time and this message. May your name be praised now forevermore, Father Lord. May people catch your revelation and may they their mind about you grow so that Father Lord, their fellowship with you may be sound. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Okay, lovely brothers and sisters, thank you very much. God bless you for joining me. It was a great time I had with you. I'm really pleased for your time. We spoke for one hour, which is a, a very long time. One hour, 10, uh, 12 minutes. God bless you for your time. And um, I love you all. Stay blessed. Speak to somebody. Share these messages. And I believe that many people will be blessed. As I told you already, 
we are living is all by faith and it's all by the grace god thank you bless you and have a very 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 wonderful sunday morning i love you and i love you and i love you so much in the love of god and my love for you is so genuine i'm not faking it i love you and i love you all love you so much in the love of god bless you stay blessed and um, peace salon be with you shalom bye bye Thank mm-hmm. you.